We're not reliable. You look like the two guys you were supposed to drive the car away, but we need to fly through the opener. Spooked you and you drove off and left your The robbery itself went perfectly. You you look like you look like the reason why my mom has sex with my dad. Cause you're ugly. Okay, Joe's done contributing for the evening. He's tapped out after that one. Hopefully we're all all right, you look like Uncle Fester if you did your accountings. Aw, <laughs> that's just her fault. I'm sorry. Hey, I did that at the roast. We did. You look like ago. times are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's nice to show, start up a show with a good ball. Right? <laughs> job here at Live from the Dutch Hall is to bring laughter and joy to all the people all over the world, really, but mostly here in Norfolk County, we like to spread the love, you know what I'm saying? And tonight we did it at the Little Belgian in Delhi, Ontario, and we brought some of the comedians that helped perform there tonight, and they're all here. We have Joe and Brandon and Dan and Ty. Junk assholes. Yeah. All a bunch of people are beat up by the drunks at Delhi for a whole hour. And now I've come back here to talk about it. Can't wait to do it. But there's only one way to get it done. Theme song, boys. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. I am your host, Pete Van Dyke. We are the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario. And I believe we are, I believe we are that way because we have the greatest band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. This week, comprised of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Welcome. On the Cahoon and guitar and vocals. He's fully cleared of all charges. Michael Bow is here. Oh, 
Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and a nice guest, an addition, a replacement of two missing play- players and a long and a, a longtime contributor of, of the Nocturnal Emissions. Mike Zinger is Zinger. on. Is here. Yes. And I said we brought back old guests. We had an all-star cast, I believe, at the Be- Little Belgian tonight. We got Joe Patello. No one gave it a joke. Brandon McIntosh. Dan Brennan. And Ty Great. (laughs) And I am your host, two time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. (laughs) Let's get the show on the road, boys. Let's get the show started. All right. So, it's been a big week, actually. You know, last week, the show was really controversial. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, we had a lot of issues arise from last week's show, as a matter of fact. Not a lot of listeners, but a lot of people that were angry about it, the ones that did listen. And uh, uh, it turns out, um, I don't even know where to start. Number one, uh, Michael Bow is here. Hey. Hey, Hey, Michael Bow. I can defend myself. Yes. Now, last week, Michael Bo was not here on their show, and as is a tradition, when you miss an episode of Live from the Dutch Hall, you are somewhat uh, open to a bit of ribbing. No question. Open fire. Open to a bit of ribbing. Now, I have to admit, the last week, I maybe got caught up in a bit of the hype on the TV. I've been watching a lot of the news, you know? Couldn't tell. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, I was just like, uh, I just got caught up in the fever of it all, and I just thought about, you know... If any, if anything, if you were to do anything to a woman, Michael, that was inappropriate, you'd be unwelcome on this show. I'll tell you that. What, what, right, you know, right now, I don't. I'm on the side of the woman. You I, know? Agree, I agree with that statement. Right. So I did my investigation. I went around town. You know, you've been around the block, Michael. Have you know? I? Have I really? Eh, not very far, but you've been around. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, uh, nothing but a gentleman. Nothing but a gentleman, Michael. Well, I tell you, I was uh, on a little road trip in Boston, <laughs> yeah, Boston, Mass. And I uh, I think I woke up Friday. Yeah, it was Friday morning. We had a nice little hangover. thought, oh, I'll listen to the boys, check in, see see how things are going. <laughs> of course, I'm with my sweet, sweet Kelly. Yes, the love of your life. Yeah, of course. We're just <laughs> like, well, check on, on uh, the, the podcast, see how things went last week. <laughs> we'll have a nice coffee. We'll listen to the show. Well, things uh, went sour immediately. <laughs> When I got accused of being a sexual predator, yeah. things did not sit well. And I said, Kel, uh, you know, I'm, it's open game. I get what they're doing. But and she's like, uh, yeah, that's not funny at all. <laughs> Pete is an asshole. And he can go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got that impression from the text. And then I met, read it wrong. And I said, made it even worse. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, I was like, uh, we Steve sent a message to you saying, what did you really think of the show? And then you're like, said it again, and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, remember that? Remember that time? <laughs> it was real. Like you, I wasn't just like you were laughing about it. Yeah. And then Charles was over dinner, right? <laughs> and then uh, so he's like, uh, I'm like, do you think we really upset Mike? You know, like it's, uh, it seems like we might have really upset him by calling him a sexual predator. And Charles is like, you've accused me of murdering multiple hobos. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. That's where I was like, I had I had to take some time in the day and think about it of all the things you've accused Charters of. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, and uh, Steve, let Steve, Steve doesn't even miss a show and he's accused, but he's never defended himself <laughs> about being a Holocaust supporter. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Right? I gotta admit, I listened to last week's podcast. It's probably Not one of my true. favorites so far. <laughs> you liked it? Thanks, Doc. Oh, it was great. Yeah. 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 It was awkward. There were some awkward moments. Yeah. So I yeah, took I, don't my, I took my my ribbing, but. Yeah, I'm but anyways, I'm you okay know, with it. I'm not sure Cal is. So. I thought sexual predator, uh, the connotation of it, uh, you know, maybe uh, I don't know. It was so ridiculous because I know you. Yeah. I thought it would be clear that it's ridiculous because you're not that way. You know. I appreciate as that. as Charters is not really a murder of hobos, <laughs> if we have to say it on air, because there's some people who might think it. That's what I th- I I realize is that sometimes I joke around like that. And some people, that's all they hear, and they think it about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. Yeah, and, I, and that's where I realized <laughs> I went too far. So that's number one. Okay. Went too far last week. <laughs> uh, number two is we do have a new uh, a, a sponsor of our show, which we love, yes. Clean Flow. Woo. Right? Right. <laughs> Clean Flow, great products. Love. Anyways, we wrote a, a, a commercial for them last week. <laughs> they didn't like it? They didn't like it, no. Oh. Uh, no, they didn't like it. It turns out they enjoy some of our other advertisements. They enjoy the Van Dyke Party Services immensely. They've oh. been the primary sponsor of Van Dyke Party Services. And they also enjoy the Army Electric ads. Okay. But they say their ads uh, need to be approved for CRTC, which means you cannot oh. make jokes about natives setting cars on fires <laughs> in the ad. That was clear. And no. you, know I blame for th- you, you know who I blame for that? Charters. Dave Charters. Yeah. And Charters. Say. That last week's commercial was a test for that man to see to see if he could do the right thing. And he didn't. <laughs> Obviously he was given a script in front of him that was inappropriate for our sponsor. Yep. Charters I didn't say anything bad in that whole commercial. Not one thing. <laughs> Charters said multiple bad things. Waited to the end to make his little thing to clear himself, but didn't give a shit about our sponsor, Clean Flow. <laughs> I have to admit, as a listener, I was shocked by that. He, he 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 kind of backed off, but not all the way. Like he got himself clear of the of the fire. Yeah, but never said nothing about clean flow. It's like they did that, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> charters! It came out of your mouth, rotten bastard. Man. He's a master of industry. What he wants to do is protect his own ass first. That's it. But you know what he did? I'll give him one piece of one thing that he did right, and that is he decided to go out of his way to support clean flow, and he decided to use their product. And what he did was, he's a coach of a hockey team. He took uh, he took the honey goo, Clean Flow's honey goo product, right. sprayed it on the bottom of his his kids' skates, not the rest of them, just his kids, because he wanted his kid to be better than the rest of them. Because that's the kind of <laughs> oh, does it make him faster? You better fucking believe it makes him faster. Really? Oh yeah, that's not CRT approved. I should probably uh, <laughs> CRT. Well, what are we? No, we're, we're not endorsing the practice. No, uh, no, yeah, exactly. But he put he put it on, and I'll tell you that honey glue, honey goo is a hell of a lubricant. The kids got lots of speed, but not much control. And it turns out he, bu- <laughs> uh, he busted his insides all up, uh, and that's why Charles isn't here tonight because his kids uh, all fucked up. The product worked too good. Too good. Too good. That's how good it is. No honey goo. It's too good. <laughs> yeah, that should be the ad. That's our ad for this week for Clean Flow. There you go. Hey. hey. Anyways, uh, Boston, how was it? It was, uh, I, w- I, like, I was hoping there to go there and pick up the accent. I wanted to be like, yeah. fucking uh, <laughs> wicked fucking awesome, right? But honestly, in the in the actual city yeah. of Boston, they don't talk like that. I think it's the southeast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like the outskirts, like the GTA to us. Yeah, yeah. That's where they have the accent. We did a tour of Fenway, and the guy had an awesome Boston accent. It was wicked. Anybody that goes to Boston, you should 
it doesn't even matter if you care about baseball, just the history of it. Can was you try great. doing that accent again, though? Pardon me? Can you try doing that accent again? Was it really terrible? Yeah, fucking, no, it, was, it was perfect. It was great. You're a fucking queer? <laughs> 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 uh, what is it? What are they? Uh, Southern that's, Mass. That's I'm from Southern shabby. Mass. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was great, though. Uh, so many little things to do. Like, you get lost in that city and just walk into great pubs or awesome, like, music venues yeah. or whatever. It's so much fun. But I would never want to drive there, ever. There's so many fucking one-ways. It's like Hamilton on a million steroids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how we make money. Yeah. On one-way streets. One-way streets, and you can't go left here. In the mic with Dan. Yeah, you're talking about One-way yeah. streets, and you can't go left here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's other streets you can't turn right on. It's really? a mess. Yeah. 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 Hamilton. Hamilton. I've, I've, I've only been hitting Hamilton hard for about a year and a half, like, you know, being there regular. And I've spent $500 in fines in that city. I got done for doing a red light. Oh, is it John? Picking up prostitutes, right? <laughs> 100%. Other way around. I, I was the prostitute. Oh, Dan. Oh. You put out, eh? Oh. I like it. Randy I don't know Bob that about I think uh, Dan's a bit of an uh, onion as well, like a layered man that we don't know much about. Like Steve. Yeah. smells bad. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, Dan, I want you to live a. F- want you, you're, you're a man in your 40s. Is it, is it okay for me to say that on air? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you try to like keep it from the younger ladies you're hitting on when you're d- d- your age? You try to pretend no, you're. No, I've, I've adopted a policy uh, of, of <laughs> no not sex. actually speaking to women. Uh, and I think I think I'm the most progressive guy in the room because that's that's where we're heading. When you think about it, uh, you know, we're just going to have to let the women take the lead on everything. That's right. But yeah. it, uh, hopefully they still find a role for us is the thing. That, well, that's a concern. Yeah. But, you guys uh, sound like a bunch of cucks. Well, that's a thing. No, it's not. I we think are, that's the future of. Uh, yeah. We're losing. Is, <laughs> cuck is the future of manhood. No, yeah. it's not. Cuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of saying that eventually. Women are gonna figure out they could just get our sperm because we'll jack off for like five bucks. I'll oh, jack off into a Peter. Cup. In my world, women have always been number one. Yeah, that'd be so There's funny. no change in my world. <laughs> Maybe in <laughs> your Maybe world, you Peter. What's the weather like up on that soapbox of yours there, Joe? <laughs> it's like an onion. It's always crying. <laughs> but you know what? We keep warm from all those natives burning those cars. <laughs> cars? Cars and. Boston accent. Is this a, is that was that like four yes. callbacks at once, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing too many callbacks. <laughs> yeah, you you bar- he barraged me with callbacks. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. Callback, Joe. Callback, Joe. That's can a good. I, can I tell you about my first time in Boston, just as quickly as I possibly can? No, no. I was over there on business on the exact same day that the uh, Boston Red Sox were having their first ever. <laughs> World Series parade, or at least their first one in what, like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm right downtown in the in the financial district. I'm trying to see the big banks and stuff like that. The whole time, everyone that I'm trying to meet, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's lighting up. Light. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. And any moment, Joe will turn that light back on himself because that's where he really wants to be yes. under under the light. Yeah. But so, anyways, like no one's paying any attention to me. I go to like six meetings, right? No one's paying any attention to me. They're looking out on the street. They're waiting for this fucking parade to start through the very streets that I'm trying to have meetings on. My last meeting of the day, the guy's a fucking player. He's a player, and he's like, hey, this is Boston. And this is, this is a hazard of being someone of Irish descent traveling around the world. He goes, this is Boston. We got this Irish pub two blocks from here. You come tell me whether it's an authentic Irish pub. And I'm like, 
don't fucking, I don't fucking know if it's an authentic Irish pub. We went and we had about six Guinness each in about two hours. And that's when I remembered I had to take a plane back to London. And if not for the fact that my plane was delayed by two hours, I would have been stuck in fucking Boston. <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> the plane sounds like the punchline awesome. went absolutely nowhere. There was like uh, no end to it. How boring is your life? That's a story. <laughs> You're a comedian. That's fucking embarrassing. You should have lied and said. You and then he had it. A- Fuck you guys. I'm gonna tighten that up. I'm gonna get laughs off that. Change the end. It's not open. Thank, thank you for listening to my practice. That sounded that like was an open that, was, that was a. If you did that uh, any other week, it would have worked probably. But with four of us here, five of us, <laughs> you're gonna, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's not even good first date material. <laughs> Dan isn't good first date material. No. Hey, well, I can't wait to get in this later on. No, no, not sorry. It went great. Well, we're never going back to that story though, right? <laughs> Which story? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Tell me. We need to hear well, the rest of Michael Boston. Where Dan was almost stuck oh, in Boston. Is, is this what happens, Hyde? Are you going to put Dan was up? almost stuck in Boston, guys. And oh, yeah. then he wasn't. Oh, I forgot. The plane, was, the plane was two hours late. I picked him up and brought him and back. And I got upgraded to first class on the way back. That's the point. That's oh, the there point. you go. It kind of got better. Still yeah. boring. <laughs> Completely drunk. Anyways. <laughs> Where were we? No, what was the end of your story, Mike? No end. Uh, yeah, you think no he beat end. me? Was that your highlight, Fenway? Uh, Did you catch the plane? It was a highlight. I, it was yeah. all. It was great. Yeah. Did you have a nice? Do you think Kelly will forgive me? Yeah, she'll yeah. forgive you because she knows what kind of guy I am. Right. She right. knows it's lies and bullshit. Right. Right. <laughs> I I really went too far though, Michael. I didn't mean to offend you. I really felt bad when Charters was making me feel bad. I well, go, is it know, funny at all that he's mad? And, you know what and I wanted kinda to, like, nah. I, What I wanted to say was that I, uh, I, th- I thought you knew better of me because I grew up with three sisters that would kick my ass if yeah, I yeah. ever did anything wrong to a girl. I, and I will, I will admit it, as is your brother will and many other uh, people in this area, yeah. that they would literally kick my ass. Oh yeah, you want to call him a cuck? <laughs> You can <laughs> I support women. I think women yeah. are important. <laughs> I'm not Dan Brennan. Yeah. The yeah, real part so. of that story was, and then I murdered those three women at the hotel. <laughs> so he has to lie yeah, about a backtrack. Like, oh, then okay, I wasn't okay. stuck in Boston, but I'm psh, like, I don't know what's but, going on right Mike, now. <laughs> did, did you make the plane? Uh, yeah, I made the plane. Were what? you drunk? Uh, probably hungover. Probably. I would say more than drunk. But it, re- it really doesn't matter? Like, you wouldn't include that in the story? No. No, that wouldn't be that the That wasn't the highlight. Story. No, <laughs> no. Just checking. No. I, I think a highlight was watch, up, watching the uh, the main guy at uh, Howl at the Moon that kind of looked like, uh, what did Kelly describe him as? Uh, <laughs> What's Howl at the Moon? Howl at the Moon is a dueling piano bar oh, where okay. they play like any fucking music you want. You you pay like five bucks in a jar and write a couple. Of, it's like a glorified karaoke. You're not singing it. They're very talented musicians. Yeah, yeah. And they play guitar and everything. Yeah. And uh, you've never been to one? The no, best no. one I've been to is in Chicago. Yeah. That's one thing. The Boston one was okay, but... It was a bunch of frat kids. Uh, the on, crowd ruined it on some sort of drugs that we watched. No, it was actually quite entertaining to watch. Oh, really? Oh, fuck! It, like all, I didn't realize how many university or colleges are in that city center of Boston. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Harvard, MIT, BU, Boston College. We were right beside Northeastern. Got to catch a hockey game there. It was fucking awesome. And I um, saw that you one time sent a. You were thinking of Steve when you were in Boston. Yeah. So Steve told me before I went there that it was a uh, 
Grateful Dead weekend there, and I don't know much about him. Steve's like, just go and check out the scene. There's a big comedy show there too that same weekend. There was, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't make it. The garden was kind of a bit away from where we were. Yeah, but uh, I did see a deadhead. I got a ride home in a cab from him. Yeah, and he was uh, absolutely 100% on a whole bunch of drugs. <laughs> but we took the ride anyways because uh, I was hammered yeah. and uh, Kelly was very nervous, and he he's like. Hey man, this is a dead weekend. We gotta crank this shit up. And he turns it up, and he's driving like fucking 150 down these winding roads. I had a great time, and I took a video <laughs> for Steve. But Cal was shitting her pants all the way home. Yeah. But we made it safe. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So cabs in uh, Boston. Cabs uh, in Boston. Dan, can you take note of what he just did? That was a great story. Had <laughs> some punches. That's amazing. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. That was, that was great. That was great. It's, that's what I love about the whole. Oh. <laughs> so educational. <laughs> I keep puked in his mouth. <laughs> no, that was a cough. I'm back on the cigarettes. Welcome to Tobacco Town. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I got a great welcome story about cigarettes. I was in the Boston airport and I was uh, looking for a cigarette. <laughs> and then I found one. You know what we should do before we get on with this show is do a segment that we call Feedback. <laughs> we got feedback. Oh, <laughs> oh that's bad. Oh, right we'll do the feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. And it's feedback. Don't play the theme song. <laughs> Motherfucking feedback. <laughs> Welcome to feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you as always by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our uh, live from the Dutch Hall's webpage. It's live from the Dutch Hall.com, and you click on our Amazon banner. And if you have your ad blockers on, shut them off for a bit. Then click on our ad. Oh, yeah, those yeah, chestnuts. And then you can click on our Amazon banner. And then do your Christmas shopping, and then we get money, and then we make the show better. So easy. That's easy. That's how it works. It's right to your door. Yeah. yeah. Especially around this Black Friday, lots of sales. Oh, yeah. yeah actually, it's it, Thanksgiving man. today, isn't it? Yeah, and Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems weird to me that... Canadians celebrate American Thanksgiving almost as much as they do. Yeah, because the deals, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's stupid that we even have. It wasn't like that three years ago. Like no, it wasn't. Five years like, ago, like sorry, Black Friday, like we didn't do that five years ago. No, no, but it's no, just we become didn't. a retail thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And now, do they have a Cyber Monday too? Oh, I'm sure they do. They yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which might even be a better time. Maybe even better deals. Because a lot of people listen to the show on Friday. Uh, and then you got still got Monday, right? It's all the same corporation. Doesn't matter. Canada, USA. Mm. It's all yeah. the same thing. Just trying I got to be honest, shit. Pete. I'm probably <laughs> going to be buying stuff through Amazon.com. Uh, I would love to see that banner on your site there. Love yeah. Maybe send a little bit back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, turn your ad blocker off. That's yep. what we're talking yep. about. That's the key. Because otherwise, it shuts that fucking thing right off. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, also, who we got? Norp. Oh, who's going to be Paul today? Me. <laughs> there you go, Tig. <laughs> we. Tag. Uh, we have our, another good sponsor, Norpak. The beef people. Excellent. <laughs> Holy fuck, he nailed it. Look at that, Paul. You sitting at home, what are you doing? I don't even know where he is. I forget even talking to that guy. I thought he was coming. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> we got a sponsor, Norpak. The beef people. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah, this is so Sign good. Sign the man. Amazing. As we, all we're going to do is just thank him. But if you're, if you're hungry and you want good steaks, you know, in the holiday, uh, in the holiday season, you want good meat. You don't want to just serve your family a bunch of shit from the grocery store. No. You know what they do with the beef in the grocery store? They fill it up with, like, Gross. water because they sell it on weight, you know? Yeah. Not at a butcher shop, not at Norpak. The beef people. It's a family business. They hang it up, let it dry. Yeah. What they do is they make it taste real good. 
and you cut that thing up and you serve it to your family and your family loves you more because it showed you cared because they're Norpak. The beef people. That's it for them. Amazing. And you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Yarmy Electric. Oh, yes. That's right. My good cousin Derek Yarmy is a hardworking man. I'll tell you, he's so hardworking. His business is going so well <laughs> that he doesn't need you. Mm-mm. And what we want you to do, if you got some sort of like uh, uh, problem, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about your problem. And then I want you to think about my cousin Derek. And I want you to think about his life. Not about what he has to do on a day-to-day basis, yep. but about his life, the things that are important to Derek. His family. Things that make Derek happy. The things that make Derek like uh, fulfilled on the inside. These things are what you should think about before you fucking call him about your goddamn shorting out whatever it is. Yeah. Hot tub. I didn't put it on a GFI. I'm getting shocks every time. Who gives a fuck? My cousin's busy. He loves his wife and kids. Jeremy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's the best. You nailed it, Tyke. Nailed it. (laughs) And by the request of our primary sponsor, CleanFlow, we have to reintroduce Van Dyke Party Services to the general public. They want to make sure that we do not forget... that Van Dyke Party Services exists. And I think a lot of people might think that Van Dyke Party Services is some kind of joke. Some sort of made-up thing. Something we do on the show. But I got I to gotta, I gotta, uh, tell you people out there, I'm dead serious. I think most of you people, eh, you're not that much fun. You're not that funny, and you're not that uh, interesting. And most of the parties you throw are boring and uh, uh, uh they're horrible. Small talk and whatnot. Yeah, it makes your uh, guests even feel like uh, like they're ashamed of you, like like they are, they're sad for you. You know, they can't wait to leave. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it, they just want to go back and just stare at nothingness <laughs> rather than be at your party. What you need is between five and twenty nine Van Dyke first cousins, and we will come in bright yellow jackets to your party, and you're gonna have the time of your life guaranteed. And all it's gonna cost you is one hundred dollars of cold hard cash. Plus all of, our, all of our expenses, which will be dear. And if you're not 100% satisfied, <laughs> I will return your $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Hopefully. <laughs> Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by CleanFlow. And for this special, for Christmas season this year, CleanFlow has agreed that for every booking of Van Dyke Party Services, they're going to throw in a can of Honeygoo. Oh, oh, baby. Because you never know at Van Dyke Party Services parties if you're going to need a little bit of lubricant. Lube it up. Uh, but you probably won't because we're going to make you wet. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's a great time. And you know, the reason I say between five and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins is Why because is I know I can always get five five of my cousins in a heartbeat. That's a guarantee. The full 29 is a real event. Yeah, the full 29 is a tough it's tough to get them all together, you know? That's a, you better be somebody special. Yeah. But if it ever happens, it's a fucking great time. It's the best time. Thank you, Michael. for And CleanFlow, uh, thank you to CleanFlow again. That's it. Anyways, <laughs> we didn't really get much feedback this week other than I, I did talk to a few key people about uh, our guest, Jay Preston, from last week. The feedback on Jay was that many people had theories about him. Okay. Many people felt... That Mr. Preston was under the influence of some sort of drugs. Hmm. Or. Why would they think that? Or something or other. 
I would and like I, to retract my previous statement about last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really just enjoyed the part where I got to think about all the shit you were going to get in for saying that Mike Bowe was a predator. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the only part I liked. Yeah, you knew it from that show. You knew that it wasn't going to go well. <laughs> I was really, I, I thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> see? You think the ho- killing a hobo thing is more cartoonish, right? <clears throat> where a sexual predator is more like a really attack sti- of your yeah. character. Hobos aren't people. And the victim's alive when Mike is done with them. And if you say if you say homeless, no. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, sorry. In this in this world not where Mike. you victimize not people, Mike. maybe Joel, but not Mike. I get consent before I victimize. Before you murder a hobo. You should see his Kijiji ad. Says. <laughs> <laughs> Need new ride partner. Must tell good stories. <laughs> Oh yeah, Joe, you might be you might be needing a ride home, eh? If you keep up with the Dan story thing, I'm right? He's driving. Joe's driving. Yeah. Oh fuck, go at him. So you get to puke in Joe's car, like, like at the time Doug puked in your. Have you ever yeah, told I, that story I, on air? Get in the mic though. Uh, sorry, yeah, no, I I haven't told it here. I was hoping Doug and I could come back and tell it, but oh, we'll see. Here's it. the thing: it's it's not even that special a story. Uh, I was at Emerson on Tuesday. James Butler get up. No there. shit, who's, it's special. It's Doug's a Dan story. Roommate. <laughs> And told a story about Doug puking all over the apartment. So it's like, it's, it's uh, a commonplace thing. Uh, you got a story I've that everyone a, has. I've Zeus, got a story uh, that Zeus puked in my car. I got that. You, sorry. No, I was no, Zeus puked in your car. Yeah, fuck I've got the a story about Doug throwing up in my couch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my Christmas So we're party. talking, for those of you at home that don't know, we're talking about Doug Coning, a hey, former hey. Uh, uh, guest of the show multiple times, a stand up comic. Six foot two man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Six foot two. Accurate. Who yeah. we love and think is an extremely hilarious comedian. But he yeah, he's a great comic. He has to learn how to drink. Well, that's the thing about it is His that... storytelling's great, but he has yeah. to learn how to drink. Well, that's the thing about comics is that, like, even tonight, the people at the Little Belgium were ve- uh, very nice to us tonight, right? Yes, As comics, like, the... the, the, the well, what's that? Where were we earlier? The Little Belgium. Was there a comedy Drunk show as there fuck. tonight? Yeah, we was. Are we in Delhi? Yeah, we're gonna promote it right now. We gotta do. Yeah, it we right. did it at the beginning already, and we're doing it now. And then we go. Uh, so, so we already did. <laughs> where are we? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I'm gonna miss my plane. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't even know what we're talking about. We're at, no, they took a care of it. I'm telling you, if you give a comic a free drink, they're going to take too much of it. That's what happened at my house yeah. with Doug. As yeah. I, I buy vodka and whiskey by the case. Yeah. And uh, he thought that he, it would be a great idea for me to pour the drinks. And Dave Gedichu, who's also been on this yeah, podcast, yeah. said, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> and then Doug went to bed, vomited into my couch, and then stood up holding the blanket that he had around him when he did it. And said, I'm so sorry, and then vomited down that blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if he has a drinking problem, it's more just a puking problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can control your puking. He just takes time. Yeah, he's just going to master it. I was really good at, at controlling my vomit when I was younger, especially. I remember we went to England when I went to school there, and when we first got there, people were kind of nervous, you know, because we were living in a house with a bunch of strangers and stuff. So I had my duty free whiskey. You know that I bought on the plane, and uh, so we just drank that straight on the deck, and uh, it turns out uh, um, the one girl I was me, my buddy Mark, and uh, this girl Diane, and uh, they were we were uh, all drinking shots, and Diane puked over the 
uh, balk of the deck. We're on this outside deck. She pukes over the deck, and uh, we all just kind of didn't say nothing about it, you know? Like, we just kind of let her come back, and she was a trooper about it. And then my buddy Mark uh, pukes over the deck, and then uh, he was, like, feeling really embarrassed about it, too. Just met these people. He's puking in front of them, you know? Like, it was... And I was like, uh, this is my time to make them feel okay about it. And uh, so I went and made, like, without touching my, th- I didn't put my finger down my throat or nothing like that, but just in my mind, I thought about enough stuff to make me puke, and I just puked over the thing. And uh, and then we all felt better because we're all on the same page. We're all even Steven, right? It's we all puke puked. brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all, it's like, yeah, we all puke, puke brothers. It's like Adam Sandler pissing his pants in that movie. <laughs> yeah. The kids feel good. All yeah, cool like, pissing your pants is the cool. A lot of cool kids are doing it. They're pissing your pants is cool. I'm Miles Davis. <laughs> when, you, when you said, that you, were, when you said that you were good at controlling yourself vomiting when you were younger, did you start throwing up later on? Uh, I, that's happening to me right now. Like, I What do you mean? Be, I'm going to be 30 shit in a month. I'll be 30. And what? You're not over 30. No, oh, man. terrible. Dude, I'm a rough. I'm Holy a rough. Fuck. I'm a, I'm a rough 38, and I haven't even hit Yeah, I'm yet. 38, bro. Yeah, I know. I look like you if you had fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have lots of fun. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Right. But I, I started you, vomiting the day, the day after. I never used to do that. Like, I'll drink, like, a bottle of whiskey and, like, a ton of beer, right. and I'd be fine. But now it's... And it's not even like I need to. It's not like it's going to happen for sure. But there's that. It's like, do you want to now? And I always, uh, I always opt for it. But it because it, it, it makes uh, breakfast better. I'm a kind of opposite, man. I'm a I like I when I was a young when I was young, I used to binge drink constantly and then uh, puke and then just go back to drinking and just See, it was it never, it never affected me ever. Like it would always just stay in my stomach, and then the next day you'd still be drunk. When, you uh, when I was a banker, I puked every day before work. Okay, so because I, uh, I hated it so much. Yeah, uh, especially yeah, at the beginning. Hammered, yeah. Be hungover on company time. Well, no, I wasn't hungover. I was just hated my job and puked. I would just puke from a nervous stomach. Really? Like I just puke all the time. Yeah, puke is nothing, man. Yeah. I puke all the time. I don't think it's a big deal. Is this a Teresa uh, listening at the cheese? Store. Do you puke a lot, Steve? He's not no. gonna appreciate all this. See, uh, all oh, the puke, puke talk. talk. But Teresa. Shout out to my girl Teresa at the cheese store. You know what? She's not gonna Joe, like this. Joe wants some cheese. Uh, I agree with Joe. I, I she's think not gonna, she's making cheese right now, and you guys are talking about vomit. That's disgusting. My girl is working <laughs> hard with dairy, and you're talking about puke. Good point. Uh, I That's actually disgusting. Teresa, shout out to you, baby. You do. You look good today. <laughs> Joe, I gotta tell you, I, I am. I think that's the best thing you've ever said in my program. Because you're exactly right. That's what she's doing. Teresa, one of our greatest listeners, will introduce herself to us all tonight. What a terrific person. She's gonna be in next week. Oh, really? For the Shoe Shine oh. Bowie show. All right. She's coming in as our special guest, and she promised to bring us a cheese tray. Oh, baby. And I'm not gonna give it. I'm, I don't want to give any spoilers here. But she's pretty much guaranteed for listener of the week for that one. Unless <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anybody can beat yeah. that. Yeah. Are you not going to do it just by saying uh, you think Jay Preston might might do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and no listener of the week for those people. No. Though there were a lot of them, yeah. Especially my dad. My dad was pretty convinced. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Pretty convinced, yeah. He goes, that guy, it's my suspicions about him. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like I don't know, Dad. You know, whatever. <laughs> Good guy. He was a, a nice guest. Anyways, uh, uh, but it, there were certain moments where, yeah, you were kind of like, "What in the hell's going on? <laughs> where are we?" It was awkward, eh? Those yeah. musician shows are different. Yeah. Comedian. Well, you say you might think the same about comedian shows, but because mm. we've had our share of incidents with those too. But the musician shows are like a spectrum of yes. experiences. Yes. Like horrible to like super Amazing. awesome. Yeah. You know. 
True. But what are your listeners like more? The comic ones or just a regular show? Or I don't know. Like it depends on the person, Joe. Because like uh, some of the people, they'll be like. Uh, how many of these fucking drunk comics are you going to have on the show? You know? <laughs> and, uh, That's also accurate. <laughs> and then uh, and then other people will be selective about their comics. Like, I remember uh, there's certain people that are like, love Brandon and Shaz. Yeah, they just, mm. they're the perverts, right? They just love <laughs> dirty shit. I think, the, I think they're country guys, actually. Because I think you and Shaz have that, like, uh, like you still are small town guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially Tyler. Yeah, he just gets lost talking about that shit, talking about tobacco. Yeah, and manure. Yeah, right. <laughs> manure. Yeah. That smell of manure just bringing a tear to his eye <laughs> in like a happy way. Right in the good books right away. <laughs> yeah. The country folk. Which brings us to our next thing we have to get to, which is our good buddy, the Haitian dwarf who's been with us since the very beginning. He sent us a piece of feedback, and it was to do with Tyler Shasman. Play the theme song, guys. It's up to bed we go. My giant sack will make you yak. Hi ho, hi ho. That's for you, Shaz. Well, the Haitian dwarf has been a listener of ours since their very first episode, and uh, he gives us I, uh, feedback on iTunes. And this week he gave us five stars. That's five. And he entitled the this feedback Shaz, which and he says if Shazma was a superhero. What would his superpower be? <laughs> so I'm going to open this up because it comes from our listeners. Uh, what do you think, fellas? Shazma's a superhero. Uh, what would his superpower be? Well, he wouldn't be able to fly, but he could glide using yeah. his giant ball sack. He'd just like, <laughs> unfold it like bat wings. <laughs> yeah. Jump off high buildings. I was going more. I, the I, flying I, squirrel. That's go. what they can call yeah, him. Perfect. Yeah. I was I was going more with you know he's a, he's a photographer he's a cameraman and uh, you know he would be a super eyewitness. Wow. That would be that yeah. would be his superpower. He was a super oh, really? eyewitness. Wow. wow. Did I ever tell you what my superpower would be? <laughs> yeah. You can put anybody to sleep. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. And then uh, he showed up at the airport just hammered. <laughs> I think. Uh, Did he make his flight though? <laughs> to be continued to London. <laughs> Don't forget to London. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, his his. Uh, <laughs> no, it's too mean. I was gonna say t- Tyler's arch nemesis would be gingivitis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would just like mesmerize, like hypnotize you with his mustache and teeth, and you just. That's how he got his hot girlfriend. I bet. Just me- just hypnotize her with the mustache and teeth. It's the whole thing. You're, it's a spectacle. You're drawn to it. Next thing you know, you're sleeping with a guy. You just see those. That he's so positive and stuff. It's like you're like, uh, he's like sweet. He's telling you nice things. He seems attentive and he's a genuinely nice person. Do, do ladies like a big sack? Is that- oh, well, you're not. You, you suck the dick and then you snuggle up in a blanket of uh, scrotum. It's a nice warm blanket. Extra Unless it's like pillow. three days after he shaved it, then it just feels like you're in like a... <laughs> What are those? What are those yeah, torture what are, chambers called? Yeah, like laying on a nail bed. <laughs> Dan, hey, can, can I get say, one more of these? Dan, you can say it if it's interesting. Like if it, if it's funny. <laughs> it's not, I was just saying. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking. I don't know. Uh, if, you know what your experience has been, guys, but I find that most women don't find the sack attractive. 
I do believe you have a joke about that. Cutty edge. Yes, I do have a joke yeah, about you that. You do have a joke about that. We won't we won't waste it here. But I tell you what, I'm yet to meet a woman who didn't say to you after sex. You know that part where your ball sack was slapping off my ass? I really like that. Really? Yeah. Where would I close the door and open the door? It's <laughs> 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 just like. <laughs> I never thought that was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funking on the old butthole. They call that the hacky sack in the porn terms. Yeah, it's like one of those. Uh, it's like one of those like things you get in a gumball machine that like you can throw against the wall like a hand and it sticks and then you can it, like climbs down or whatever. That's what you're when you get a nice when you give your balls a nice shave and it's like freshly shorn, you know, that thing will stick. In the it will it will flop and stick. I have a sack slapping story if you want to hear it real quick. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't end in a like boring story. Uh, they don't like long so stories. They're amazing. <laughs> just lapping up sacks. They called me the sack lapper of Boston. No, uh, <laughs> when I was younger, my uh, my wife and I went to to London with like London, Ontario, with another couple, and we were we got ended up getting drunk. We had to stay the night, and we shared a hotel room with them because it was at the de- the only r- place that had room was the Delta, <laughs> so it was expensive. So we just said we'll split it, and we we're gonna share a king size bed. And then we're all joking around about how hard it was to have sex. And we, like, you know, because we're all fully clothed or whatever. And then I said, well, we could just turn the lights all the way off and have sex on the ground on either side of the bed. That's the same as a wall. We'd still be able to hear you the same amount. And they, they thought that was great. So they went on the side of the bed on the ground and we went on the side. Of the, except we actually did it. They didn't. Like, they were joking around. And then, and then they just started hearing, like, the... They just listened. Yeah. Yeah, listening. And they thought that I was kidding, but we actually full on had sex. And then Courtney, my wife, I shouldn't have said it, whatever. Uh, she went to the washroom after, and then I rolled into bed and just was just, sup, like that sort of thing. And they were they ended up sleeping on the floor. They were so grossed out that we went all the way with it. They I, I honestly thought you just were pulling a rubber boot out of the mud. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you were really fucking. It just yeah. sounded like you were punching mayonnaise. Like, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. wow, wow, it sounded wow. like you were trying to move pudding from one bathtub to the other with a leaf blower. I don't get it. That's a humble brag right there. Of his wife's <laughs> vagina being large? That was mean. Sorry. That's... <laughs> yeah, Dan, that was mean. Yeah, Dan, that was mean, Dan. Hey, Haitian Dwarf, by the way. You're the listener of the week. Oh, he is the listener of the week. This is his week. It's your week, HD. It's about time. It's been a while it's since it's been. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a whole while. That was a good Shastma question. If any anyone else has any Shastma question, I'm a, I'm a historian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. They go the furthest <laughs> back. Yeah, you know some of the best. I made the documentary. <laughs> you work with that guy all the time, eh? Is he not yeah. one of the most positive guys in the world? Oh, he is, man. You got to gotta be positive he <laughs> live his life man he gotta yeah it's awesome man i love talking to him it doesn't feel genuine the first time you meet him no you don't think You're it's like real but especially being a cynic positive. like i am or like a real grumpy guy like i am you don't on, think man. people like that exist yeah. it takes time to get that positive, it took me man. four years take, to take understand life, that that's how he is take some life experience to get that positive yeah yeah you have to go through some shit yeah. to put that in that much perspective yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah that's the truth man I think I tell my kids that all the time because I think they got it too good. And I'm always like, uh, I, you know, that expression, it's always darkest before the dawn. Like, I, I made sure explain that one to them all the time. Like, when times are tough, it's because you're going to appreciate good times. You know, you have yeah. to go through bad. I don't think the younger generation understands that bad stuff uh, is supposed to happen to everybody. 
there's too much instant gratification. Yeah, the, everybody does everything good. And, like, everyone should be a comedian for one night <laughs> just to feel how fucking bad it feels. And how, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the good nights are great. Like, the good nights are fantastic. But the bad nights feel like, like that f- uh, humility that you, f- no matter how good you feel about yourself and how uh, funny you think you are, whatever, the nights where you're humbled are, like, good for you. Like, feel alive. The, yeah, you're like I know who, I know I'm I'm a piece of garbage, but I'm like everybody else, you know. Like it brings you down to earth quickly, you know. Like look at a comic that brought people to a show, or like I brought my wife and my friends to a show like one time, and I bombed. I ate like ate it so hard, and they were humbled by how shit I did. Yeah, they just did. No one wanted. I mean, not humbled, but like no one wanted to talk about it. Yeah, That's yeah. how much sucking sucks as a comic. Because it's not like, oh, well, your guitar was out of tune or whatever. It's like, no, everybody hated you because you were shit. <laughs> they hated you. As a person. <laughs> yeah. They didn't look at you when they were leaving. Like, uh, you ever do a show and then when people are leaving, they're like, they won't look at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> yeah. they are so, like, embarrassed for you. You're you know? like oil oil and, like, <laughs> water full of, like, pepper. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they just put the oil in. Even the other comics are just like, I don't want to catch your suck, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not talking to you. And I, I'm like, okay. I know because I've done. I've been the other side of that too, where I see a new guy you never met before, and he goes up there and just blows. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna bother f- yeah. getting to know his name. Where's this a car ride? <laughs> like t- today's car ride is gonna be weird. I'm like, yeah, you did great today, Dan. Uh, <laughs> that was a great podcast, bro. Yeah, I, like I can't say that to him. That's such a lie. Like, what the fuck? What am I you supposed know, to say to him the whole night? I guess we'll just have to explore the dark thoughts of your mind, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you, you know what? I do want to talk to you guys about. Because I have four comics. There was some that happened on the Hamilton comedy community this week, and uh, which is a Facebook page where comics uh, will talk to other comics, right? Yeah. It's a closed group, right? And there was a guy who put out his very first set. Oh, his geez. very first ever set. Are we saying his name or no? I will. I'll get to it. I'll get okay. to it. Okay. Uh, but he put out his very first set, and uh, which I think, personally, when I saw that he did this, he, he writes on the top of it. Guys, have a look. Tell us what you think. Very first set, right? If you guys, can you imagine a scenario first before we get into what the guy's name is? Uh, he, uh, can, can you imagine a scenario where the balls it takes to put out your very first set to a bunch of vultures like the Hamilton comedy community, right? Like that is, the, that is just misguided yeah, youth, yeah, right? That, that's naivety. That's not... Yeah, just that's just ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and uh, I got to tell you, the cherry on top of this deal is the guy put out his very first set, which was as bad as every uh, first set could be. You watched it, so you actually watched I it. I watched the whole thing, yeah. I watched the whole thing. It, it's it's like watching a train wreck I can't look away. Because a new a guy a guy says he's going to put out his very first set, I'm expecting disastrous like naivete, like you said, like a guy that hasn't been through it. Yeah. I, I want to watch it. Not to mention if the guy showed potential, I would want to see if I could help him, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so he, his, name, his name is Michael Bolton. <laughs> his actual name is Michael Bolton and his name on the thing. And he put this out on Hamilton Comic Community. That's why I'm saying it. I don't care. He put it out there. This is your problem. <laughs> like, not to mention, you put out your first set. You put out your first set, and your name is Michael Bolton. <laughs> did he have any Michael Bolton jokes? He didn't, but the rest of us did. <laughs> like the Jesus. 
It was just pictures of Michael Bolton coming up, was, you know? Uh, yeah, the, the whole only, His whole critique was just pictures well, of Michael Bolton. I was the only one that said something nice because I was like, That's right. Because what Dan said, the guy's naive. Like, I, he probably knows nothing. For sure he knows nothing about comedy. I was just like, hey, man, good try. Keep keep going. I I, I was yeah. going to mention that. You were the yeah. first person. You're the only person I read a positive. Well, because it's like, I don't. Well, you're not going to be mean. He's not a comic. You can't be mean to a guy like a comic. He's not. It's his first time. He's going to cry or he's going to quit. And, like, let him go a couple times and learn how fucking terrible it is. Yeah, yeah. How fucking... When you start in comedy, you know nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You know nothing, right? And you need people to to help you out and tell you which way to go. Uh, I overheard a conversation this week about submitting to uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and what you needed to do for that. And I'm like... Oh my god, I know nothing. You no. know what I mean? Like, oh shit, I can't even get booked on a fucking show. Joe, Joe tells me all the time, "You ever work this but show?" Coding like, would vote for you. Yeah, fuck. I, you on, I could get you on show. I got you one. Not bragging, no, 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 no. Joe gets me on shows because you're nice to me. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, by my own. Uh, skills to get myself booked on shows. I'm terrible at it. It's I have to book easy. my own show. You just message the person and say, "Hi, my name is Pete. Can I be on your show?" That's uh, that's I, super I fucking simple. I know, dude. I know. Yeah, and, or you go with like a better comic that's on the show and say, hey, "Can I go with you on the show?" And yeah, that's that, that trick that I've never participated in because of where I live. It's not. Well, is yeah, it too late for too. a time, love, and tenderness joke? What's that mean? With, uh, it's a Bolton song. Never mind. It's a, <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you no guys knew a Bolton it. song. Do you know any? Oh, Jesus. Time, love, and tenderness. What's like, the one with uh, the, the only pirate one? one. I'm yeah. sure I do. My parents listen to CD 98.9 my whole childhood. I only know when a man loves a woman. He did that, oh, that yeah. uh, cover song, right? I always think like Michael Bolton, Elton John, soft rock. That's so good. <laughs> I always think Celine Dion and Elton John. Yeah. Like I do, but – and I don't think about good Elton John either, like uh, – like, uh, um, like the old Elton John's fucking awesome. Yeah, not the cool Elton John. Yeah, yeah, but the new Elton John stinks. Uh, like. Do you think what, that like that Lion kit- King Elton John? <laughs> yeah, Lion King Elton John's where I was like fully new. tapped out. No, I know it's like twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like he's <laughs> no Elton John. Like, just be clear, he sucks since the eighties. The eighties yeah. has ruined a lot of people. The eighties ruined. Uh, remember, like, like fucking David Bowie sucked in the eighties. Uh, uh, even Neil Young was like. They were. He was like getting ruined a bit in the eighties. Like you know what I mean. Like people he released an album called Trans, where it was like all car noises. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Elton John released an album. If you didn't uh, start in the eighties, you sucked in the eighties. Really? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that transition didn't transition well for most bands. Yeah, from good stuff to all of a sudden everyone's trying to like do weird, do like shitty like commercial stuff. That's well, yeah, it, was, it was the advent of the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. 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 The synthesizers. All of a sudden, everybody had to experiment with the. Uh, like even the Rush, they they went through a period where it was all synthesizers. That, the Doors had the synthesizers way before the eighties. Van Halen was. Uh, they had the Hammond organ. They did not yeah, have a synthesizer. They had yeah. organs and moogs and all kinds of crazy. Oh, moog. I mean, but what's a moog if not like a rudimentary synthesizer? Yeah, they're synthesizers. <laughs> And there's a difference between 80s synthesizers and 60s. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> also, Elton John. I'm with Brandon. Yeah. Do you think that kid knew Michael Bolton, though? Like, how old was he? You know what I mean? That's all yeah, I'm yeah, he probably in the back didn't. of my head. Like, does he kid. even, I actually does thought he even about, know that's funny? Like, even from Office Space, the Michael Bolton from Office Space. I, I don't know if say. he'd even know that one. Right. Yeah. Like, does, did, anybody, did, did anybody meet him? No. No? I, I have no idea who this guy is. I I, I honestly, I'm not knocking the kid. I'm just saying, like, He's for people, anyone. 
Well, whatever. Not yeah. gonna, I, I, in comedy terms, he's a ch- he's a baby. Yeah, fair enough. You're right? Like I'm a yeah, I'm a four- babies in this room. Yeah, but who has more than five years? I don't think anyone has more than five years. Do you, Ty? No. We're all still shitting our pants here. We're all shitting ourselves. Yeah, but uh, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I'm an old man, but I mean, I if a guy's in his 20s, but he's got 10 years of experience, like a guy or a guy like Mace or something like that's 24. He's like way older than me, you know. You know that that's that's the thing that uh, in comedy years we're as old as our experience, not as our age. You know, I think you get a little. and you guys that have started older too, especially like, do you think you get a little bit of credit? Do you think you get a little bit of an advantage because you lived a bit more of a life, versus a younger guy who's got to write with no for base of material? Like you have more to pull from. Like Dan's already got good family stuff. Dan's already got good family stuff. Joe and I already have stage presence because we've like we were talking about this at the show there. I was in a band. I've been performing since I was a kid. All that, and I started when I was twenty-five. Joe started when he was like what like eighty. 86 years old or whatever and, and, but yeah. he's already got a good stage presence now we have to figure out how to write people like dan have a have he's a little bit older than both of, i mean you're not that much older than joe you guys have material to pull from yeah i was already 25 but i'd been through a lot yeah so i had material to pull from and then you got people like it, i think starting off later in life gives you a bit of a leg up because you've got a you've got a, a point of view mm. being too young there's people like um jeff leeson who's been doing he's 32 but he's been doing comedy for 18 years he didn't Starting when you're 14 doesn't give you a point of view. You have nothing. No, you're just, you're just talking about bowel movements and yeah, touching you, your dick. Does it count? Does yeah. it count as time? Anyways, I got to piss so bad. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, pause it. Oh, shit. I'll help. <laughs> so. And that's when I backed off. <laughs> during my piss break, we found out that Tyg was stabbed three times. Just throws it out in general conversation. Oh, yeah, I just stabbed three times. No big deal. First he was like, well, I was uh, hosting this show and then I guess hosted another show and I was stabbed three times. <laughs> well, we were just talking about how like a, a, you, you lose, like you stop being worried about other people being violent towards you once you've been exposed to it. Right? Yeah, right? it's like, like, like first fight I was ever in, I got my, like I got my, it was the only real fight I was ever in. Got my ass kicked, right? Like beaten horribly, you know, about the head and ribs, you know? And uh, as I was getting beaten about the head and ribs, I was singing to myself, why wasn't I fighting earlier? This doesn't hurt as bad as I thought it was going to hurt. You know what I yeah, mean? Because you're adrenaline. And now, I'm, then I was saying like I'm not afraid of fighting anymore because I'm getting beat up and it doesn't. You know, it, it's not pleasant, but it's it's uh it doesn't hurt. It's manageable. It hurts. Yeah, it's it, manageable. It hurts your hands a yeah. lot. Like I was, and I okay. So the stab, uh, real quick, uh, I was stabbed three times. <laughs> real once, quick stab. One separate occasion. Once was me. All? Yeah, all yeah, separate occasion. <laughs> okay. His stab uh, story will be shorter than Dan's plane story. The first, <laughs> the first uh, stabbing was in grade seven. That was when I got my first knife fight, <laughs> which is hilarious. Where do you live, Fergus? No, this was in Guelph. This oh. is this is why oh. Guelph is so insane to me now. It's like the liberal. This is where you go to get your free range granola yogurt, yeah, yeah. moccasins, yeah. Birkenstock shoes, whatever. That's where you go to get your. If you want like a free range lesbian, <laughs> yeah. that's where you go. <laughs> but that's what I got. It, I went to I went to a school near downtown, and I got I literally got in a knife fight, and then their buddies showed up, and like I got stabbed, and then they said we'll stab you again if you fight back, and then they just kicked the shit out of me. Stabbed where? I got yeah, just where? in the abdomen. Uh, just oh, in the abdomen. Yeah, abdomen. Like, where all my organs where, are. Not a big I was deal. A, no, no, I was. A, it was. It was. Like, we're talking the like abs. they didn't have a fucking muscles. Bowie knife. They had like yeah. a little Swiss Army knife, and they jabbed me with. Yeah. Uh, in high school, a guy had a had a little jackknife, like a like a just like a lock blade sort of thing, 
And he came up to me at my locker and he tried to, bull- he was he was whispering at me like, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't like do this, that, and the other thing. So I just grabbed his hand and shoved the knife into my thigh. Intimidation stand. Yeah. So okay. You you used to have a knife. Now I have a knife and you're just holding on to it. That sort of thing. He called me crazy and ran away. (laughs) Yes, of course he did. Good yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Yeah, that's a good move, man. I, I wouldn't stab myself. I would like run away from but you. The cool thing yeah. is, is your body, your body knows what you're doing too. So like, you have enough adrenaline that you're not immediately crying. You're just yeah. looking at him like, "What are you gonna do next?" And he walks away, and they're like, oh, oh. "Should we be Did asking if Tig is a superhero?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want to hear a bunch of stories about Holy me getting shit. hit by buses and shit? Wait, no, no, sorry. One more stabbing. One more stabbing. Oh, the it's other, a, yeah, it trifecta. was. It was just after high school. It was in a park in Guelph. It was also a Guelph role. again. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was by. It was. It's funny because I was like 18 at the time, and it was these 16 uh, year old kids. They were still. I know that they were still in high school because their girlfriends were saying, "What are you? Where are you from? Where are you from?" And then somebody said a town, and they went, "No, what school?" So I know those guys were from that. And his buddy was being a dick to my friend. I was like, "Hey, look, man, like screw off." And his buddy came up from behind me and stu- uh, stuck me in basically the ass. <laughs> yeah. Because of what school you went to? No, no, no. Because they were hammered. Crips they were. They were. They were 16, 17 year old kids that yeah. had been ha- like were drinking and again like if any of these had been like actual real knives like i probably would have ended up going to the hospital and shit but yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's just it's just like like i mean the swiss army knife's nothing because it's grade seven but they even then they had like a box opener so you've been poked three times (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't no yeah no exactly exactly none of them were slashes i did not go to the hospital i've never been slashed no i don't go to hospitals no no that's where they. That's just, where they. Yeah. Just poked you. Yeah. They, no, that's I, right. they yeah. jibbed you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been. I've been. I said stabbed, not slashed. Right. Yeah. So, I've been. I've been hit by a few. Oh, this is. But never in comedy. A few no, no, never doing comedy. I've been hit by a few vans, a bus. I hit a bus. <laughs> so I've been hit by a bus. I hit a bus. Hit by two vans, and then I totaled my car last year. Are you a cat? And I've never. <laughs> I've never broken a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Dude, why you should get your physical comedy game going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah. we, can, we can go outside after this and just test some shit out on you. Yeah, you want to break a chair over time? Hey, my farm's yeah. just down the road. I got lots of heavy machinery. Let's, let's kick Ty's ass tonight. The night's early. I almost got E. coli from a shit spreader they filled with water and didn't tell me they didn't clean it out first. Oh. What were you doing in it? Uh, it was the, the sh- It was full of water for mixing mortar. We were, we were laying brick in oh, the farm. Oh. And no, I was just thirsty. I was like, this is where we're getting our water from. Oh, oh. oh. I didn't realize oh, that that's what it was. I just I was I was in like high school still, and then yeah. the next couple of weeks I wasn't at work so much. Holy yeah, he just drank pig poo. Oh yucky! Don't drink pig poo. That's what my dad always told it's me. Like seventeen thousand. Turn PPM. your belly. Thursday, goddamn thirst, getting in the way. Yeah. Causing you to make bad decisions. But but Ty, did you make it to the airport and catch your flight? So I'm just at the airport, right? Do I have to tell you what the point of that story was? I mean, is that, is that what's going on there? Is there a point to that story? I would love to hear the point to that story. When you're of Irish descent and you go to a, a, a city, they all have Irish bars, and you get asked to come and authenticate that Irish bar. <laughs> have you been to Ireland? Have you been to Ireland? Well, uh, first of all, I was born there, and yes, I, I've been there many, many times. But you said when the guy asked you if you could identify an Irish pub, you said, how the hell am I supposed to identify an Irish pub? Well, but no, you're the from point Ireland. was that he had an Irish pub that he hung out in regularly, and yeah. he just wanted to know that it was authentic. 
and he wanted me to authenticate it. Were you Irish? How many buses had exploded outside of it? <laughs> that would have been a great question to ask him, and then I would have avoided the trip and made my flight no problem. Hey, Dan, have uh, you ever been with a redhead girl? Uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah which uh, is interesting. Cause where? I don't, I don't often fancy redhead girls because uh, cause my sister's a uh, redhead. Right? Oh, your sister's a redhead? My sister's a, a, a redhead, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've never really fancied uh, redheaded girls, but I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, please do. <laughs> sure, sure please you will. Do. There's been lots about so I was plowing this redheaded yeah, chick at the airport, right? <laughs> We're doing a bit of research okay, here. This on is red- actually, I think this is actually a good story that has a happy ending. Okay. Uh, oh, it I used to live. I used to live. I used to live in London, England. Yeah. And I lived above a pub, and around the corner was another pub. Uh, and it was open till two in the morning. If you know anything about England, that's rare. Yeah, like, it's an after hours like, club. Everything open, uh, it stays open till eleven p.m. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we were there one night, and like we knew all the other bartenders in the area, and it was like like a major part of London. <laughs> there was a major train station there, so there's loads of pubs everywhere. So I'm talking to this redheaded girl at the bar, and I'm like, "How are you?" And she goes, "Oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend." And I'm like, "Oh, you must be sad." And she goes, "No, the only thing that makes me sad." is that I wanted to break up with him, and he got to it first. Right. And I'm like, well, the only way to get him back is to be the first one to have sex after the breakup. <laughs> good. And that good worked! Move. It did? Yeah. Nice play. Yeah. Fucking nice and play, And check Dan. this out. We went back to her house, okay? Yes, yes. I want details. Right. She got me high. Right. We watched an episode of The Simpsons I've never seen before. It had Luke Skywalker in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then we went to bed, and then we went to bed, and I did not leave her room until about 6 p.m. the next day. Oh, Really? Yeah, like my- Like an all-day fuck fest? Fu- yeah, it was fucked. I was like, yeah, I'm good for sex. No, I, I have to ask yeah. you a question. A yeah. couple questions, because we have a redhead listener. Was that a much better story? I just need yes, to know. Yes, yes, it was. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> now, much better. But follow-up questions- have a beginning, middle, and end? So, so I, we have a redhead listener on the show, and I've said disparaging things about redhead girls- right. In the past, yeah, and she's been very offended. And she's one of our best listeners, a right. shareholder of the right. show. And then, uh, so we tried to clear up a, a, a conception about redheads. Mm. Now, did she have any different sort of uh, odor to her uh, genitals? No, just like a regular woman. Yeah. Okay, that's one. That's one. That's that's number one. Yep. That's number one. <laughs> and I want to say to her, to Jen, there you go. You're right. You're an angel. You're an angel, and your vagina probably smells really like roses, to... Jen. I don't know where that got started. Roses. Second question. Okay, second. Oh, sorry, yeah. When you were having sex with this redhead girl, yeah. did her vagina seem to come inside out like a sausage casing <laughs> when you were like in it, going in and out? Like, was it like a sausage? <laughs> like, did it look like a sausage casing? You know what I mean? Like, did it seem to extend, like, when you put your penis in it, like, half of Regina came out with your penis, and you're like, whoa. Oh, that, that's never happened when I've had sex, I, I assure you. I assure you. And there it's you go. Yeah. Pink sock. Pink, <laughs> pink is that sock. what it is? No, I, I don't remember that. I remember it being a very lovely, lovely experience. Okay. Okay. Live and learn. There we go. Live and learn. Live and learn. Our our yeah. prejudices are being dispelled by the day. <laughs> yes. We've all become better. Try a redhead. That's all I'm saying. Now I'm just thinking of Dan having <laughs> sex with redheads. It's not good. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. Harder, Danny. <laughs> I love that you told us that you, you disappointed a woman for 18 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you 
forget I was married. That was four out four years. <laughs> yeah, it's a walk in the park, man. Yeah, I've been disappointing training. my wife for nineteen years. Yeah, I didn't leave her. I didn't leave her bedroom till six p.m. She went to work around seven in the morning, but I was staying. I just jacked off on everything. <laughs> totally, I thought her roommates could arrive home at any moment. <laughs> Mostly, I just slept and shit my pants. <laughs> So anyways, I go to the airport with these shit-covered pants, right? <laughs> Which was weird, because I wasn't wearing the pants. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to need to reuse this bucket, sir. You can't put them in there. <laughs> you know what, guys? guys like, hey, I think it's been a real fun show. What's what the you import duty on duty? <laughs> <laughs> a double-duty joke. Whoa. A double-duty joke. Whoa. You know, Joe, Joe, even you, you got to give Dan some props, eh? Double-duty right at the end? Oh, my God. He just nails it. Brings it home. Brings it home. Everybody out there, I'd like to thank you all for listening to our program. I'd like to thank everyone that came out to see us live at Life in the Dutch Hall or at uh, the Little Belgian, should say. Until next time. I'm going to be in Paris tomorrow, and I'm in uh, – Where? yeah, well, Joe, where are you at? You get a plug? Oh, you're plug? hosting in Paris. Joe's hosting in Paris with me. Yeah, uh, Paris, Ontario, tomorrow at the Grand Bayou. Grand Bayou. So if you're listening to this, there's yeah. still a chance to come see us at the Grand Bayou. Yeah. And then I'm actually at uh, Rhapsody in Kitchener on uh, the Tuesday, the 20th. I think it's a, is that what is that? The 27th? Hmm. No, it's the 28th. 28th. And then on the 29th, I'm at the Go Yuck Yourselves final at Hamilton Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Congratulations. So go Woo. see. Uh, yeah, go, go Come on and see me if you want. Anyone um, else want to plug anything coming up? Oh. Sorry. Yeah, no, I got a new uh, show on YouTube called Doing Stuff in the Woods. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like and it actually. Uh, yeah, it's just me doing stuff in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a big following down here in Norfolk County. Yeah, yeah. doing stuff in the woods is actually yeah, pretty if you cool. Find that on YouTube, doing stuff in the woods, Brandon McIntosh. You'll, you you'll find it. I've actually done a lot of the same stuff you've done in the woods in your videos because I watch them. Oh, that's good. And it's it's so <laughs> fun. I don't people don't understand to doing that shit it's like a great way to spend your time man absolutely it's, it is so much fun watch going doing stuff in the woods um i got i'm just one show yeah. one show uh december 21st i'll be hosting a fundraiser this is, joe. This is joe patello joe patello joe. Uh, december 21st so cap theater uh on the danforth in toronto awesome. uh it's a it's a fundraiser for women's shelters to get toys nice. uh for christmas so uh just uh, no for kids, you yeah. sex fiend. <laughs> You're like, oh, Joe Batello's hosting his. Own. He's hosting his show to give battered women yeah, dildos. Batter, to batter really women with Jane. dildos. <laughs> no, it's it's for toys for kids because uh, again, it's it's a really great. I'm really like excited for this and really proud to be part of the show. But SoCap Theater, December 21st. If you guys want to drop off toys. Uh, I do a show with Starving Artists in Brantford every two weeks. I'll I'll bring toys with me on that day if you guys want to. Awesome. And I think this is something that we as a comedy community should do next year in force, where we do this uh, like a fundraiser drive at m- multiple rooms in different towns where we just kind of coordinate it, yeah. and then we all do a community effort to do this, you know? I think that would be a good idea yeah. for next year because it's a great cause and we should do more of those things because it's a good way to... It's actually run by a comic, uh, Michelle uh, Young... Uh, crook, sorry, I'm like looking for young her. crook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hyphenate. Yeah, it's hyphenated. Yeah. She's really, she's really funny. She's really cool. Uh, and she, it's her idea. She invited me to host, so I'm really excited. Anyway. Yeah, it's great. It's great and good. Uh, should be a good uh, event for sure. Anyone near the in mm-hmm. Toronto near the Danforth, or you're listening. And uh, shout out to people at the airport yeah. in can Toronto I, can listening I tell you to the about show. My upcoming shows. What? Can yeah, I yeah, Dan. <laughs> 
I, I'll be at the pick and shovel on Monday. All right. <laughs> the pick and shovel in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, Cambridge, Ontario on Every Monday. Monday night. Every Monday yeah, night. Yeah. Get there. Brandon. Except I, for when Pete drives an hour to get there. And then it's closed because there's no right. water. That's right. That's the only that's time it's not open. That's right. Yeah. But <laughs> one of the best car rides of my life uh, was that night. Yeah. Oh really? Why? Yeah. Oh, just we had good people in the car, and we hey, just uh, we just stick around for a fucking yeah. Beer. Oh, yeah. We didn't Neither stick did around. I. It was it was also great to get home early on a, on a Monday. But of course, <laughs> I, I also host the Lion's Head in Hamilton. At 137 John Street South, right across from the bus station. Every Tuesday. If you can't get there by train or car, you could take a bus. Seriously. And you wouldn't even have to cab once you got off the bus. Seriously, if you're in, Hamil- if you're in Hamilton and you're looking for something to do on a Tuesday night, go yeah. to the Lion's Comedy Head. Comedy hour. Comedy it's, hour. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. The crowd is always wild in there, and I've had some of the most fun times of my life in there. So it's a great show, Dan. And uh, so go out and, uh, and support these guys. Ty, get anything to plug? Uh, yeah, Saturday night, I'm going, it says in my calendar, I'm going for Greek food in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on the 29th, I'm getting my winter tires put on. Yeah. So. Oh, so go see Ty put on his winter tires. <laughs> Anytime show. you want. No cover. <laughs> Until that, keep, keep telling your friends about the show. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that listens and supports us. We really couldn't do any of this without you, and uh, we love you. And uh, until then, uh, see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Snake in it. That was a nice rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good job, everybody. Thanks for tonight, everybody. That was a great show, man. It was good fun. Fuck you, Charters. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even say that, eh? Hey, Charters, go fuck yourself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have to get that out. Of there. <laughs>